Welcome along to the podcast for the Rush Hour with Andrew Wembley and Katie Lamb. At the moment, we're filling in for breakfast and uh, we're having a great old time with, of course, Katie Lamb and Hi. Andrew Wembley and Robbie, the producer, the usual producer. But we've added on Matt, who uh, is usually the producer for Zave Michelle for breakfast, Who's just because he loves us so much. Luke Combs t-shirt, by the way. Did you go? Yes. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, oh. it was good. Nice. Was it? Yeah. Worth the t-shirt? How uh, much you pay for it? It's the only musician... Musician, I own a T-shirt of. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So you're not a merchy kind of guy. Nah, but for not Luke at all. Combs, he's sick for a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a leechy kind of Correct. merch guy. Yeah, just <laughs> completely merchy. What sort of music does he play? Uh, country. Oh yeah, yeah. I like yeah. country music. Yeah. What's that one that everyone knows? Oh, he did a um, he did a version car. of Fast Car. Yeah. But what was the other one that? Uh, he's got Hurricane. He's got uh, Beautiful Crazy. No, okay. Sh- yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> does many. he do any songs that we would know? No. Answer, no. But there'd be some people listening that would know. Um, just before we started this, you kept uh, badgering Katie Lamb because uh, there's something that's going to come up on the podcast about would you sell your dog? No. And Matt just continually tried to up the price. Yeah. Half a million. No. Cash in front of you. No. Cash in front of you. So there was a lady in the US who got offered 300,000 Australian dollars to sell her Dobum Pincher. And she to said a stranger. no. She said no. Why was it so and good? And her husband said, You're no, an idiot. No. But who's the idiot? Is the person paying $300,000 for a puppy? No, the person mm. that knocks back the $300,000 is the idiot. No. Someone's like, prepared to pay $300,000. That, that's fine. But isn't they that want so something. weird? That, that's so weird. And I wouldn't trust the person buying it either. I'd be like, what are you going to do with yeah. my dogs? Yep. Cruella DeVille's here. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like there's just something <laughs> not right about it. Yeah. So I know where you stand with animals, obviously, and I'm going to call the RSPCA a little Maybe bit later. Maybe they've never seen a Doberman pincher with three legs. But what if it's a puppy, <laughs> right? You've only had it month. You haven't really bonded with it. Get rid of it. No. I, I get if it's longer. No. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying and potentially, yeah, if you've only had it for a month. But still, I it, my thought is more the what is that person, like, going to yeah. do with that dog? No. Yeah. I'll be no, more thinking fair. about what am I going to do with $300,000. Yeah. <laughs> probably buy another 75 horses. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I probably would. Yeah. absolute garbage. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Sausage dog, Robbie. You're, of course, big on the sausage dogs. You yeah, love. Yeah. Robbie loves yeah. sausages. Have you got a sausage dog? I've got a sausage dog. dog? So yeah. What happens in that case? What if someone comes along, 300k for your sausage dog? Nah, we've bonded. We've had him for three there years you go. now. Not happening. Yeah. Couldn't no, sell no. him. No, Couldn't like sell him. It's good. Couldn't yeah. do it. Anyway, couldn't do it. Grown um, man with a sausage dog, by the way. What are our thoughts on that, more well, importantly? And the tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Have you seen his tattoo? Yeah, sausage a... dog tattoo. I did. <laughs> Big first tattoo, that one. Sausage was. dog, yeah. very close to his sausage doll. Yeah. little sausage. You know, funnily enough, not the, the first. The tattoo is bigger. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a Frankfurt, yeah. Embers. That's it's a Frankfurt. Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little Frankfurt. Show us that one. He's not the first bloke. It's a bit cold over there, is it, Robbie? Middle of summer. Freezing. <laughs> no, I actually know a bloke around Robbie's age who's also got a, a dashened and a tattoo of it. So really? it might be a midlife crisis. We should thing, meet. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. His you, wife, you, Alana, did meet. think it was a midlife crisis. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> she you wasn't happy. You, you'll have your own Facebook group at the end of the day, and there'll be just two people in it <laughs> forever <laughs> and a day. But we'll be so cool. Exactly we'll bond. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought this was very interesting at the start of the show today. Um, I'll get Leachie to play this audio from Embers. Was it this time last year where you got that that phone call that changed your life when I called you up, Katie, and I said, uh, what you doing? You said, uh, who's this? I said, Zemnitz. I said, From the that? rush hour. <laughs> Would you like to come join me? So I just wanted Katie to describe that phone call. 
So I was um, on air at Nova at the time. I got a message from Cooking with Embers on uh, Instagram and it was in my request because I didn't follow him. Well, you should um, <laughs> nah, good call. And I clicked on it and it said, hey, Katie, uh, just want to chat about some potential opportunities. Give me a call. Gave me his number. And I was just like, what would Andrew Embley be wanting to talk to me about. And I just uh, thought it might have been like an MC thing. Mm. So I gave him a buzz and he just said, yeah, you know, I'm on the rush hour. And like, to be completely honest, I didn't know. I didn't know about the rush hour. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> and that's so, fair. Yeah. But in saying that, when he spoke to me about it, I was, it was a no brainer for me to be fair. Cause I was just like, well, that's what I've always wanted is like to be on a show with someone, you know, and a drive show at that. So then it went, it did, it got, it went from there. Uh, Tim called me and. I was going to say, what's the what was the big attraction? The drive show or Andrew Embers? <laughs> it See. was the drive show. Yeah, sorry, but oh, with Embers, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> it has been. <laughs> it has been a lot of fun, nah, me and Embers. That's good. Uh, I've really enjoyed you being my plus one too, Lamb Dog. It's been lovely. <laughs> We're treating this as if it's <laughs> the farewell of the show. It's yeah. like, guys, we have a contract next year. Yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. This time next year it Let's might be a different story. It might actually be a farewell. Exactly. Anything else you want to bring? I'm new into the fold of this team, and so I was watching out there, and I noticed that there's something Embers does whenever he's really pleased with himself. So oh, this, yeah. this is the thing. South are going so bad at the moment. I reckon we could play South versus South, and I still lose. <laughs> and so you gave uh, Embers a laugh reaction, very happy, yeah. and then Embers turns to yeah. Robbie and I, yeah. and he pokes his tongue out and goes, Yes! So this is the thing, and this is what we're working closely with Emma's now for just over a year. If he says something funny, especially if we're going into a story in the break, he takes off his headphones and then he walks around and he makes sure everyone's <laughs> looking at him yeah. to see that they they he heard it. Yeah. Yeah. He just around yeah. the studio. I try to get so yeah, and he's then, like, anyone? Oh, yeah. look, there's a couple of the, uh, the young girls that walked into the office. Morning, girls. <laughs> How are you? Who's coming by to high five me? Yes, uh, Alicia, missed you. <laughs> uh, he loves uh, Alicia from the newsroom, Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're all yeah. Dreams, no. they're all big fans. If you're listening. That's going to be a future HR issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, um, b- before we get into the podcast, there was a fascinating chat we had today with uh, one of our callers about... What, like, Perth things. Like, Perth is a bit of a cult. Yeah, what do you blame Perth for? what do you blame Perth for? And it's fair to say that we'll play the whole thing for you in the podcast, but here's just a little snippet of Zach from Lansdale who isn't from Perth. I I blame Perth for everything under the sun. There is not a Perth. Excuse me? Everything. It's a concrete jungle, and, you know, I suppose that where I'm from, we're three hours north of Perth. You're always congested. Everyone's always on top of each other. And, you know, you walk down the street and no one looks at you, or if they try and look at you, they're... Punch your head in or something. Like <laughs> I reckon the best part about it's leaving it, but uh... oh. Can't can I just say a what whack. a delight Zach was to speak to? Really brought up the spirits of our show. And well, um, good is Perth, not according to Zach. Well, Zach is like it's the worst place on earth. Worst place on earth. <laughs> oh, it's like a concrete jungle. Like the traffic's so bad. And they were like, "Have you been over east?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. That was too. pretty bad too. Yeah." Well, well Robbie yeah. and I spoke about it. And we decided we're going to put him on blast by putting him on social media in a video for people to whack him. Whack Zach, it's called. Yeah, Yeah, whack Zach. It could go off in the comments. There's your your label for it. Mm. Looking forward to that. But anyway, Zach, if you're listening, thanks for your phone call. Never call us again. Oh, Uh, just kidding, Zach. You can call Call us again, but just be prepared for a whack. (laughs) Whack Zach. Well, (laughs) that also sounds like an X-rated movie. Yeah.
Let's see if that develops. Uh, from Roebuck Bay to the Road Highway, got my ice mocker from Dome Cafe, the Super Pizza Florian, in a Lou Wanneroo and Esperance too, across Albany and the Gloucester Tree, with Katie Lamb and Andrew Embley. From the greatest city in the world, it's time for 92.9 Triple M's Rush Hour with Andrew Embley and Katie Lamb. Uh, you may remember a while ago, Embers, a beautiful little baby was born. Oh. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> And it was, they sound like when they're born. And it was named Methamphetamine Rules. Oh. So you're saying that young little crying baby was named Methamphetamine Rules. Methamphetamine Rules. Methamphetamine. Yeah, it's a hard word to say, isn't it? It is, yeah, especially if you're on it. <laughs> So the uh, the mother was an ABC journalist or is. So anyway, she was doing a program where the um, viewers wanted to know legitimate um, answers to legitimate questions, right? So somebody had asked, what can I legally change my baby's name to, yes. right? And uh, so she just decided to test it out and she managed to get methamphetamine rules across the line. Here in Australia? Yes. She in... got it over the line here in Australia. Correct. So, so what, what, shorten it to a little methy? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I guess so. Now, yep. look, she's back in the headlines because the baby's name has now legally been changed. Okay. However, that original birth certificate will always stand. So she'll always be known as methy. <laughs> Well, no, I think she'll no. be known as her legal name. However, if she ever needs to show that original birth certificate, that's going to be of methamphetamine rules. And once the kids in year one, two, three find out, that yeah, she's well, got that little nickname, isn't she? Well, I know. I was going to think, I didn't think as, as young as that probably, but yeah. when the kid's in high school, oh, no doubt, yeah. does the old Google and then finds out that, you know, uh, her legal name is methamphetamine rules. And, mm. of course, it's going to be methy. I mean, you'll never go back to your original name, no. which might be Jessica. You know, it will be methica. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's it ain't going to be Beth. It's Beth. <laughs> so, anyway, I just feel um, she's getting a lot of backlash from it. And, yeah. look, I understand we all do in the media industry. We yeah. do some things for oh, content, don't we? She lives in Mandra. It's going to be called Methandra. Methandra. I mean, you know, she's I mean, got, oh, poor girl. I know. But, you know, I, I I respect that she's now legally changed the name. But as we say, you can only legally change your name, I think, three times. So she's mm. uh, two times and one, one more and she's out. <laughs> so let's hope that uh, she doesn't get divorced a thousand times like Andrew Embley. Why is that funny, Lacey? <laughs> Because it's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fisher, Katie, the mm. girl from Perth. Yeah. Okay, she's got a very filthy potty mouth. Mm. And she blames it on growing up here in Perth. Really? Yes. So she came over here from Scotland with her brothers when she was six years of age. And she says growing up here in Perth, this is where she found her love for foul language. I mean, look, I mean, I I think of, you know, family and friends and I think it's more of an Australian thing. I didn't think it was just a Perth thing. It's a bit bogan, isn't it, to, uh, to blame Perth for your foul language? I mean, yeah, especially, you know, who did she end up marrying? Sasha Baron Cohen? So Sasha Baron Cohen, mm. a.k.a. the Borat. Do you mind if I make a hand relief? I do mind. 
there's no sex. There's no no sexual. I'm up to six. I'm just hand to leave. Oh, that was when so, he was getting a massage. And Isla's married to Borat. And not to mention Ali G as well. And, I mean, and we're getting blamed. Little small Perth over here for her little foul potty mouth. You know, that would be a very very fun household though. Imagine being married, and she's very funny too. She's in some great movies as well. Oh, so absolutely. together, hey, Borat yells out, "Hey, babe, bring the tissues over. You upset, are you?" <laughs> Not that upset. <laughs> hey, um, did you know that I met Isla once? No, when? So she was at the cot going back 25 years ago. So You're just, always at the cot, I'd by the way. I'd just been drafted to the West Coast Eagles. Congratulations. Right? Uh, and and I, I must have been so delusional. But I thought she was looking at me. Oh. And, and and I'm thinking, uh, and I kept looking back and you know, this boy said, that's Isla Fisher over there. And You're she kept about looking. 18? 17, 18 Seven, years yeah. of age, right? Anyway, she started walking over. I'm going, oh, my God. Here she we must go. Like, I'm on she, here. Like, you know, congratulations, Embers, you know, all the best for your football career. <laughs> and she walked past me and she started chatting with Cuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and said, oh, Cuz, where'd you sneak in from? <laughs> so, oh, that would have happened a ben lot, goes, I oh, This is one of the new guys. <laughs> I said, hi, Isla. I'm a big fan. <laughs> So obviously filling in this week for breakfast, Katie, a little bit different to the schedule, but yesterday morning, I must admit, we got up nice and early, we came in, we did the show, it was a little bit of fun, mm-hmm. all right, to 8, 30, 9 o'clock, suddenly we're done. Look, yeah, I know. The day is over. And then you've got the rest of the day to, and you know, I'm live your thinking, life. This is brilliant. So I went home, we went down the beach, had a swim. I'm thinking, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not starting my day. I'm ending my day. It's finished now. Yes. All right, so we go home after that, and everything's actually not too bad at this stage, all right? I had to pop into the West Coast Eagles for a little bit. Frankie goes to sleep during midday. I get home about one-ish yesterday afternoon, mm. right? So normally I'm starting my day. I'm going to work yep. around 1 o'clock. I get home yesterday at 1, right? Frankie starts to wake up, all right? And I'm telling you, it was complete chaos. Oh, hell's broken After voice. this, right. right? So Lux comes from downstairs. He's hungry. Fair enough. Give him some lunch, right? <laughs> Frankie, she has lunch too, apparently. So I make her some lunch. Yeah. All right. Now Van, fortunately, he's at school, right? But then I got a phone call from the school saying that he's not well, he's unwell. So I said, listen, I haven't got time to go pick him up. So he just put him in the sick room. Okay, I'll get him a bit later. <laughs> okay. He'll be fine. Now, I haven't done these afternoon hours ever because we're normally working. Yeah. Right? So about three thirty, four o'clock sort of comes. And I'm actually starting to get like quite exhausted, quite tired. Mm. Now, I really do appreciate what my wife does, right? Fantastic and great. But it's obviously a good time for her to maybe go to Coles now and do some shopping. So I'm still home with the kids. I said, oh, are you going to take one or two, maybe three? Autumn wants to go too? No, no, they can stay home with you. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm dealing with hungry kids, okay? Van, he wants to come home from school, all right? Autumn wants to go and hang out with a playmate and then suddenly her mate wants to come over. Another guy comes over. This household, right, he's starting to, to – people are buzzing around in here and I'm not enjoying it. So this is sort of being a stay-at-home, you know, parent. So do you have new respect for stay-at-home parents where they don't really get a break? You know sometimes when you come home, right, and you go, oh, well, that's the house a little bit messy, okay? Oh, what, you haven't done dinner already? Oh, God. Oh, now I'm starting to understand why. Oh, God. At your, after your whole experience of all of the children. At 5.30 last night, right, at 5.30, it's sit-down dinner mm. for everyone. And I'm telling you, at 4.30, I wanted to start preparing dinner. All right? 
At six o'clock comes night, la- night. The sun's six still o'clock up, though, comes Dad. last night. I said, "What time does Frankie go to bed?" Same time every night, six thirty. I said, "Is it six thirty yet?" In the end, I went to bed last night. The sun was still up. Yeah. The kids said, good night, Dad. <laughs> Tucking you in. I'm telling you, right, if breakfast came to me and said, listen, we're happy, you know, we, we want you to come and do a bit more in the mornings, but you couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> there is no way. I'm, going to work is so much easier than looking after your family, that's oh, for sure. Oh, no. Oh, so what's on the geez. agenda today after you finish nice and early? You're going straight to, uh, no, no, straight told, to the cop. No, 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 no. I've told my wife that we actually have to jump into the rush out this afternoon too. <laughs> it's time for Spinifex Centre. Visit Spinifex North Beach with panoramic ocean views, ice cold beers and incredible food. It's enough to satisfy any thirst. There is no better time of the year than Christmas time, Embers. That's right. And when you know that you're giving away a carton of Spinifex every single day this week. This week, yep. It's going to make things very, very better. That's it. Now, uh, very, <laughs> very better. better. Uh, ben is from Midvale. Hello, Ben. Good day, guys. Hey, Ben, how much better would Spinifex <laughs> be for you this week? Oh, this is bloody good, mate. Uh, are you up and about <laughs> for Christmas beautiful. time? Do you have uh, any kids, Ben? Uh, no, I've actually just got siblings. Siblings, nice one. Yes. So uh, is it always a bit of a, a big Christmas day with the siblings just getting on the sauce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Always dress up as, dressing up as Santa for them. Yeah, oh. love that. Siblings actually make you get on the sauce, I reckon. Oh, yeah, big yeah, time. Absolutely. I can't wait. Hey, uh, Ben, Santa is eating a delicious snack this morning. If you can guess what it is, you'll score a carton of Spinifex beer. Have a listen. Why now, what's this? It's black. Oh, why would Santa want something so black on his toast? Oh, my word, it's salty. And they say this is an Aussie icon? Struth! Santa is very surprised. All right, Ben, for a carton of Spinifex beer, what is Santa eating? I don't know about Santa, but I'd love some Vegemite on my toast. I am a huge oh. fan of Vegemite toast. I don't reckon there is a better smell in the morning than beautiful toast with some Vegemite on top. Throw some avocado into that as well. Oh, yes. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Hey, hey. Uh, ben, congratulations. Cutting of Spinifex beer coming your way. Have a very Merry Christmas. On Triple M's Rush Hour, this is Ember's All Sports Report. Now, yesterday's effort was about a five or six out of ten. And you well, guys were very generous. So yes. uh, let's see if we can improve on that. Uh, huge coup for the West Coast Eagles, Katie. Daisy Pierce announced yesterday as their new AFLW coach. Me to pick up my family and give up some of the other things I'm doing to move across to the other side of the country. It, that's not a me story. That's a look how far women's footies come story. It's come a long way and they will do a fine job under Daisy. Three years as well that she's locked in, which is phenomenal. And I reckon that like she is going to absolutely turn that club around. I'm and so we'll be speaking to, to Daisy Pierce just after eight o'clock. Looking forward to Ooh. that chat now. Mitchie Marsh, the boy from WA. Geez, he's had a good 12 months, hasn't he? Mm. He is on fire right now and Sounding by this chat that uh, he heard uh, talking about recently, fair to say Mitchie will be playing on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, obviously the ground's looking amazing. I've never played a test um, at this stadium, so I'm um, looking forward to it and it's always nice to, to play in front of your friends and family. What, He's in. What stadium? Optus Stadium. Oh, great. First Love test Optus. 
against <laughs> Pakistan. Good. Pakistan. The hey, weather's Pakistan meant to be pretty good. Star. Was that a guess? Was it? Yeah. No. No. Well, no, it was no, a very yeah. good guess too. Tough cricket. Hey, the weather's meant to be pretty good as well. It's not going to be like really hot, which is very good news if this you're getting along. This is not Geelong. No, I hope. weather's always pretty good here, Lacey. <laughs> the pitch is going to be no, very good too. It's, Don't worry about that. It's going to be forty degrees for the five this days. Is not the stadium, not so the alphabet stadium. As it is a good good day to go and get along. Yes. Exactly. So choose which day you want to go to, Katie, because all five days. You can have a choice of which one you want to go oh, to. Oh, God, yeah. I'll be settling on in. Love that. Yeah, she'll be watching the cricket with a bintang, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Bali. Hey, it finally, on. too, Katie, this is absolutely brilliant. you love this. Now, uh, anyone that's owned a horse before, so one of the, the common occurrences is that you will get an update from your trainer, okay? So the trainer will give you a little bit of an update, audio. Normally, they spin it, right? So mm. your horse might get held up, might not you know, run poorly, might get drawn the car park, but they always find a way. To, to, to make an excuse about your horse or how you can win next time. Well, bring in Mick Price. Now, Mick Price has got one of the, uh, the leading stables over in Victoria. He is blunt, right? He tells it how it is. Just have a listen to this audio that he gives to a group of owners recently. Tugcoat Cliffy, boys, no good. Um, too slow. It's just too slow. It's embarrassingly slow. Not the, not Michaela Lawrence's fault, no one's fault. Um, been beaten out of sight his last two. We're giving the benefit of the doubt that he may have improved, but I think he's got slower. Uh, I don't think there's enough laps on a race course for him to ever win a race, and I think he should be, I don't want to swear, but I think he should be f***ed off as soon as we can uh, get an email back from you guys which says, please release me from my pain. And um, the girl that strapped him, Shannon, she's a lovely kid down there, uh, she wants him as a equestrian horse. So if you guys could give me the uh, permission to um, sign it over to her for $1... And um, she'll get some change. <laughs> she'll get some change. She'll get some change. You get no change oh, from a butt these days. Oh, my God. Oh, I is, feel like uh, he's like the kid in the family who's just like not good at sport. You know uh, what I mean? So take him out of racing and put him in equestrian where he can trot around. Oh, that I tell you. Oh, that is, yeah, uh, that is one he might be good on the sledge. Imagine owning that horse. Oh. <laughs> oh, Mickey Price at his absolute <laughs> best. You'd be very confident about that horse, wouldn't you? I thought well, he was talking about one of my horses before. <laughs> no, I mean, the amount of times you walk in and talking about a horse and that's the sort of tenor of the speech, yeah. no surprise. We're asking you, when were you not invited? Well, tis the season, right? Lots of parties happening around. Maybe you weren't invited to one that maybe you thought you were. Maybe they just lost it in the mail. So a little bit awkward for me on the weekend. I'm at the dog park and I'm taking my boys for a run around Kareen. At the end, there's a small dog enclosure, which I usually go in. And I had a look and there was uh, all these people around with little Christmas hats on and little dogs running around in Christmas outfits. And there was a table with some tea and coffee and and some fruit and um, dog biscuits. At the local park. At the local park and it was in this little section. It's a free for all, Katie. I've just walked on in there with uh, Reggie and Ronnie, my two dogs, and I've just gone, oh, my God, this is adorable. It's a little get-together for the dog park. And so I walk in there and I'm looking around and everyone's sort of chatting to each other and I go over and I help myself to the dog biscuits. Of course you do. I'm smiling at people and I'm giving Reggie and Ronnie and they're having a little Christmas Treat. And people looking at you a little bit funny, but well, this is the season. And the season. why are they doing this to me? And uh, they're looking at me and sort of smiling and looking me up and down. And I'm like, hi. And then I'm looking around and it 
clicked. I was like, this isn't a local public get together. No, this, this was is, a Christmas. This was yep. actually it was a, it was, somebody's it, it was a, Christmas it, party. It was a Christmas party. <laughs> that I realised that every single person were talking to each other. Everyone knew each other. They were friends. I was they were the freak in the corner who was just helping myself to these dog biscuits that somebody had clearly made that were not for me and my who dogs. Who is this crazy woman <laughs> with those two dogs? And the fact that she's calling one of the dogs Ronnie, right? <laughs> Ronnie the Bender Skender, like, jeez. So mm. I'm just like helping myself to all of their treats that they had brought. And I've just gone, oh my God, slowly but surely, I'm just backing out of there, still smiling, still so hoping nobody's really noticed. Oh, everybody noticed. And I just let myself out, realized I was not invited to that get you together. You up. I was a complete random who had just basically gate crashed. Well. It was triple three five three. When were you not invited? Oh, I had a very similar experience uh, post-2008. We had a football trip to Hong Kong. Great time. You know, Embers used to love getting football trips, especially a day earlier. Embers. So I make sure that I go around all the places before the boys arrive, yeah. check out the safe spots, you know, yeah. responsible Embers. And then first night I ended up putting my hand through a glass and had to be flown back to Perth. Right, very quick football trip it was for Embers. Right, so I did apologise to everyone. Two thousand nine, preparing for the football trip. Right, all the guys got together one day and they got into the lecture theatre at the club, and I rocked up and I didn't see anyone around. I think, oh, geez, where is everyone? And one of the property stewards said, oh, they're all in the uh, the lecture theatre. So I wonder in this, guys, am I missing anything? They said, Embers, uh, we're planning the football trip for 2009 and you're not coming. Oh, you didn't get an invite. Didn't get an invite. They to said, the you're, football you're trip. a liability. We, we, can't have you, uh, yeah. we can't have you coming to these football trips oh, anymore. that makes sense. Okay. So you're not late. You just weren't invited to it. You weren't invited to a football trip. Yep. So they went wow. on the, uh, the football trip in 2009 and my understanding was the worst footy trip they ever had. <laughs> <laughs> the insurance costs were too much to cover you. Yeah, yeah. Erin is in Iluka. Hello, Erin. Hi, how are you guys going? Yeah, we're very well, Erin. Tell us when you weren't invited. Um, so it was my mum's birthday um, and my auntie decided to have a little shindig. It was just meant to be my mum and her brother and her sister. And when she got there, it turned out to be Pretty much the entire Perth family, including the extended family, <laughs> except for um, me and the kids. So oh, she's kind of like, what's going on here? And then it turned out that because my kids are a bit too noisy and messy, she didn't want them in her house. Oh, <laughs> rough. So my you didn't God. get the invite because your kids are just a little bit too rowdy. Exactly. So <laughs> then I ended up, I think that was the final straw in our relationship. So oh. now... For the past three years, she's not been invited to Christmas. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> you know that what, Erin? That's actually reminded me maybe the reason why I'm not getting invited many places right now. <laughs> I'm going to blame rowdy. the kids. Rowdy. You're, the, you're the rowdy one. Erin, yeah. you, may, you may have dodged a bullet, though, you know, having to socialise with some of the weird extended family people. So, you know, not oh, the yeah, end of the definitely. world. <laughs> hey, well, Erin, um, can I just say that uh, I didn't get invited uh, this year to my daughter's first birthday party. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, I didn't uh, get invited. Uh, my wife said we we're trying to find a date for uh, the party, and in the end, I had to come to work. And she said, "Listen, I'm just going to do it at four o'clock." And I was on air, so by the time <laughs> I came home, everyone had gone. I missed my daughter's first birthday party. 
I'll tell you what. Trump's fine. Yeah, I um, when I uh, heard about uh, all the uh, shenanigans that were going on with all the kids uh, and all the sugar, I was actually quite happy. I missed Correct. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks very much. All right, let's go to Sparrow in Camillo. Hello. I think it might be Spiro. 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 How are you, Spiro? Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. How are you yeah, going? Yeah, we're just working through Katie and her spelling at the moment. Oh, but uh, hey, uh, tell us, Spiro. Um, what uh, happened? Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a long time ago now, about 20-odd years ago, a good friend of mine who was a police officer got killed. Okay. So he had his funeral, and I was his pallbearer. Now, we were pretty upset and all the rest of it, so we obviously had some drinks before, and I'm running late. So I bolt, and I'm running through the um, cemetery. I get there, and I join the procession. And even though I'm a pallbearer, I just join the procession. Then I've realised halfway through it, this is the wrong funeral. Oh! <laughs> You've crashed so a I, funeral. I've, I've bolted over to the right one, and because <laughs> it's a police military, not military style yeah. type of arrangement, the drill sergeant or whatever has said to me, right, chest out, stomach in, earrings out, <laughs> thinking I'm a police officer. Oh, and because no. I've been intoxicated and everything, it was quite a real, yeah. Oh, Spiro, uh, that is, that's, I mean, I... You know, like we actually did a, um, a phone topic the other day, you know, what made you laugh at the f- funeral. That's almost, yeah, <laughs> seeing Spiro rock up and grabbing the coffin off of the wrong bloke. I'm, you know, oh, going, no, I know. Bloke? <laughs> I thought I was late for the first one because I grabbed the coffin. Nobody here <laughs> looks familiar. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. at the front they... carrying the coffin? Does anyone know yeah. him? <laughs> you know, nothing like 300 military, oh, well, military police uniforms yeah. to tell me which one's the right one and everything. Uh, but, but, yeah, when he yelled at me, he actually yelled at me like, chest out. Asking you, what do your parents still do for you? New research has shown, Embers, yes. that about one in six parents are still paying for their children's mobile plans well into their 20s. Hashtag jealous. Mr. and Mrs. Embley are <laughs> one of the six. My parents are still doing that for They're me. They're still paying for your phone bill. Well, what happens is when I lived there for a while, Right when I went back there, okay, when the dust was just trying to settle a little mm. bit, Embers moves back in there. So my residential address to this day is still at mum and dad's place, which means every time I get a one of those fines that has OHMS on it, it comes fine. in there. That's <laughs> right. And mum in particular can't. Like she wants to pay the fines all the time. She doesn't right. want it to, to drag on. Yeah. You know, you've got to pay extra, et cetera. So she said, listen, I'll just get this one. <laughs> I'll just get this one. So she pays for your bills. She pays the bills and then I pay her back. But you sometimes forget to pay I'm not sure about mum's her, her bank account details. <laughs> I, I don't know what they are. Do you know, I am so proud of myself. At 33 years old, mind you, I have only just got my own Medicare card. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. You're yeah. welcome. So, so it was it was so annoying though because every single time I went to the doctors, I for any appointment or whatever, I then always had to message my dad saying, "Hey dad, can you just look out for a rebate of, you know, 34 bucks or whatever it was, uh just to transfer back to me because of Medicare." So and he would always go, "Oh, are you okay? My love, like what what happened?" And then you need to disclose to your dad what you're there, you know, what you go to the doctors <laughs> for all the time. And I'm like, "God, oh, just, just a regular just go. 
it was, it was a, it was a nice Jackie? weekend, but I just want to go and just get tested, make sure everything is good. <laughs> See, I, I only got myself off my parents' Medicare card last year, and I'm 39 now. So, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But it's just silly things but like that. But after everything that your parents are doing for you, you're still trying to get your $14.50 back from Medicare. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny? Yeah. I know. Thanks very much for the overseas holiday that you took us for the last three weeks through Europe. Jeez, I love Tuscany. Literally. But, uh, that $9.60. $9.60 that, uh, if you wouldn't mind. Through. Can you please look oh, out God. for it? The guilt trip. The guilt trip that I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll just ask mum. Oh, mum, you owe me 50 bucks. Oh, putting you through education. Yes, that's you, right. You're asking for $50. Do you $50. remember I'm what like, school that you I'm went like, okay, to. you know what? Just keep it. Like, it's fine. It's not worth this. But, um, but hey, I really would like it now. Yeah, um, I do know that uh, producer Robbie's wife, I think, still drops off her their laundry to her parents, and and he does. Is that right, Robbie? The laundry and also the healthcare, private healthcare, oh. paid for. Oh, really? Wowza! That is. How do you get your private healthcare paid for? And also, for? I'm just more jealous about the laundry. Like, if I could yeah. never do laundry, that would be amazing to me. Get um, your ironing done. Oh. Yes. What do your parents still do for you as a grown ass adult? You could get yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they wash your ass. Who knows? (laughs) Kylie is in Morley. Hello, Kylie. Is this Kylie Minogue? No, I wish. Yeah, so do I. (laughs) (laughs) What do your parents still do for you? So I'm going off. It's my parents, but Santa still comes. Yes. Yeah. Of course. yeah, so every year I have a stocking under my tree at some point. Oh, full of like toiletries. There's usually a concert ticket in there. Oh, so good. That's yeah, amazing. Santa is awesome. Santa is incredible. I thought Santa only came for kids. They I actually know, come for adults too now. I've been on that nice list for a very long time. Wow, you're still on the nice list, Kylie. God. Gee, Santa oh, might yeah. not like me, Kylie. I haven't got anything but- for a while. <laughs> But for some reason, that magic rubs off onto like my ex-husband, who like he doesn't get it anymore. He's on he's on a naughty list now. Yeah, but, well, that's why he's the um, next day. We're, we're still best friends, but um, yeah, because we're not together anymore. Santa yeah. Comes in. Oh, so okay. I, yeah. No, well, that's unlucky. I got everything in there, like it was. Stockpile. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. A full stocking of presents as an adult. God, yeah. it gets more grim and grim as Christmas gets grimmer by the second <laughs> as you get into adulthood. I yeah. That's why we're Apart a Grinch. G'day, Alicia. Tell okay. us, what are your parents still doing for you? Um, so I live in Perth. My mum lives in Bunbury. Yep. I'm the oldest of five. I'm 31. And my mum waits until I drive down to Bunbury before she chauffeurs me around to look at all the Christmas lights. Oh! oh. I sit in the back Alicia. and point at everything. Alicia, so me, my mum and my sisters, we still go around looking at the Christmas lights as well. It's such a like fun little family thing. Where's um all the, the best lights in Bunbury? Are they, do they go off, do they? Oh, there's one amazing street by the beach and it's pretty much the whole street and it's the really rich suburbs so they look amazing. Yeah. I love that. My street's really good for Christmas lights as well and I feel like oh. I've missed the memo because we're the only one that hasn't done anything. Um, so it's a bit awkward. Can't afford it. Oh, thanks. The, <laughs> wow. the street can but you can't. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Good on you, Alicia. Enjoy the Christmas lights this year. Let's go to Tom and Yanchep. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, very good, Tom. Are your parents still paying something for you? 
Well, it's a bit different, really, because it's quite nice hearing about all these people getting their allowances and stuff. It's more, it's more. I get made to do something. I get made to eat one Brussels sprout every year on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, so you're doing that for your parents? She, yeah, she makes me do it since I, I can remember, and I'm 33 years that old. That is so good. Once a year, Tom, you're just going to have to suck it up, mate. Eat your Brussels well, you cut, sprouts. You cut it in half. You cut it in half and just swallow them whole. You know what, Tom? I'm with you. Brussels sprouts taste like farts. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Can I just say, there is a way to be able to bring Brussels sprouts to life. No, this is what everyone says. Seriously, you cut them in half, you burn the butty, and then you toast them, right? And then you add a little bit of mustard, right? Some pancetta through there, some pine nuts, right? Just a little bit of butter. Wow. starts to reduce, right? And you cook it on a low heat, and they get nice and sort of crispy in the end, right? Throw in a little bit of horseradish in there, too. Yeah, I and love you horseradish. Maybe a little bit of shea parmesan over the top, yeah. and you eat that, and that is just how it's done. <laughs> Hey, Tom. hey, Tommy, Embers is going to come by uh, to your house at Christmas time. I yeah. think he'll cook all that for you. <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> even I, I would eat that Brussels sprout. Cream and, mate. Oh, I'll Yum. bring it to the boil. <laughs> I, think, I think you could probably make that for us uh, on our final show on Friday, if that's okay, please. You know what? Why don't we blend it all up and throw some tequila in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tequila! <laughs> it's time to find Perth's smartest suburb. How good is Perth? North versus South. Battle of the Burbs. Uh, all right. Well, the Brecky edition, it is North 1, South Zip. We spoke all last week because South were just getting an absolute shellacking, mm-hmm. right? And we thought, well, maybe they're just morning people. Yes. So we decided to do the game again. And yesterday, it dawned on us that North are just very smart, Katie. All right. Well, we are trying to find the smartest side of the river. So let's kick off with the North. Daniel is in Hammersley representing North. Hello, Daniel. Hi. How are you going? Daniel from the south side. No, north side. North, mate. Daniel from the north side. (laughs) Hey, how's life up north these days, Daniel? Great, mate. Have you ever been down south before? Oh, I try not to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, because you don't want their intelligence to rub off on you, Danielle. Uh, the water's different down there. Where... It's very <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go to hopefully the smartest person in the South. That would be Kelly from Gosnells. Hello, Kelly. Good morning, guys. How oh, are we? She's sharp. Oh, I like it. She's, yeah, she's quick off the mark. She's organised. She's done her Christmas shopping already, haven't you, Kelly? Yep, all over it. Oh, that's because yeah. she's organised. That is a sign of intelligence. And her holiday this year, you won't be crossing the border, will you, Kelly? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Absolutely. No way. South. All right. Kelly, your buzzer is south. Daniel, your buzzer is north. It is first to two points. All right. Okay. Question number one. If you're flying with Qantas at the Perth airport, what terminal do you need to go to? North. South. North. 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 Uh, that'll be Terminal 2. That is incorrect. Oh. Kelly? Do you want to have a stab at the dark, Kelly? Terminal 4. You know what? We're going to give that, yep, either Terminal 3 or 4. Do you All know right. what? That means that South is leading so far. You need one more, Kelly, and South are on the board. This happens all the time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Question number two. True or false? Perth's Daniel Ricardo was actually oh. born in North. Daniel, <laughs> I know where he's born. I know it's Duncraig. 
Yeah. Right, I'm going to say true. <gasps> the answer is... Hang on. False. Kelly. I'm going to say false. <laughs> <laughs> Had a stab in the dark, the old uh, heads or tails. And yeah. unfortunately, you've come one. off second best, and mate. For, uh, you uh, jumped the gun. For the record, the the uh, the question was true or false. Perth's Daniel Ricardo was actually born in Brisbane. Uh, yeah. Definitely. And you're right, Daniel. You've had a waiter for the end of the question. I reckon you would have got it right. But unfortunately, you've... Uh, Lost and Kelly from down oh, south yes. has squared it all up. Kelly, I knew all. you were smart. Kelly, I knew it. We're making a comeback. You're oh, making a comeback. Oh, there they go. go. All right, final Kelly. score: North one, South one. Wow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, righto. Fascinated by this question. What do you blame Perth for? Mm. Well, Isla Fisher. Right, uh, the girl from Perth. She yep. grew up here. She came over here when she was six years of age from Scotland with her parents and her brothers. She blames Perth, Katie, for her potty mouth. She blames Perth for her little group of swear words that she grew up here in Perth. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, you know, I did think that was just an Australian thing in general, but, um, you know, she's blaming it on Perth. However, you and I were just being like, well, hang on a minute. Who's your husband again? Sasha Baron Cohen? Mm, or Most AKA. of the dogs we get are black in colour. We do get some yellows and rarely we get some chocolate coloured ones too. Ain't that a bit racialist, getting mainly black dogs to do this? Just saying, all right, this is dangerous work. Let's get the brothers in. <laughs> or Ali AKA G. Ali G. <laughs> all right, uh, or Borat. Or Borat. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, I understand you might have a little uh, foul potty mouth that you say that you got here in Perth, but have a look who you are married to. <laughs> Don't blame us. Do you blame Perth for something? Well, for I anything? do. Every time I go over to Melbourne, all right, I go and order me coffee. Yeah, g'day, mate. Uh, Embassy here. <laughs> and, and he's like, who? They go, who? And they said, oh, mate, it's a long Mac topped up. And they said, what? It's a long Mac topped up. Did I, I said, stutter? Uh, mm, what's that? I said, what do you mean, what's that? So Melbourne. They don't do long Mac tops up. They do it differently. So what do they do? What is it? What it's, is it called? They, a long Mac topped up in Melbourne is like this little small shot of macchiato with a dash of milk in it. It's not what we have over here. Really? Perth are the only people that call it long Mac topped ups. I Even blame... our producer, Maddie, right, who's from uh, over in the east, he can't cop the fact that people talk about long Mac topped ups over here. Oh, well, then move back to Melbourne then, Matt. Oh. How about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, well, speaking of the... Wow. Sorry, I'm a bit grumpy. Yes. Um, I blame Perth for uh, never living anywhere else because you know how everyone who lives in Perth, it's like we've accidentally low-key joined a cult, especially during COVID, <laughs> like Mark McGowan did Donald Trump. But even if we wanted to move, we couldn't. Marky Mark built the wall. We built couldn't get wall. over it. Exactly. And so I felt like um, I never did the live over east or live in London because I was too scared that I'd never be able to come back. So I just feel like I've never left and I never plan on leaving either because let's admit it, Perth's a bit of a cold. We we live here. We like living here. Everyone who leaves Perth always ends up coming back. People who come over here like Matt and Robbie, they don't leave. They don't leave. We're in a cult. I blame we, we Perth. We love this little place over here. It's good. It's a good cult. It's good fun. Yeah. But maybe you're blaming Perth. We for have something. long Mac tops up. Isla Fisher wants to blame Perth for her foul potty mouth. Yeah, you want to? I blame her husband, <laughs> Borat. And you blame Perth for Long Mac topped up to That's making you look like right. an idiot now in I'm Melbourne. Now order these strong lattes. No, just a Long Mac topped up, thanks. Zach's in Lansdale right now. Hello, Zach. 
Yeah, good morning, guys. All right, Zach. We're going very well. What are you blaming Perth for? Mate, I blame Perth for everything under the sun. There's not. Excuse me. Everything. Okay. Tell us. Tell us what exactly. It's a concrete jungle, and you know, I suppose that where I'm from, we're three hours north of Perth. It's a you're always congested. Everyone's always on top of each other. And, you know, you walk down the street and no one looks at you or if they try and look at you, they want to punch your head in or something like that. <laughs> hey, mate, have you been to Sydney? Yeah, I have actually. And, uh, yeah, that was even worse than Perth. So yes. I, was, like, so, I mean, so we don't have the traffic that, like, Sydney and Melbourne have, so you should be Thanks enjoying for. it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I reckon the best part about it's leaving it. But jeez, oh. uh, <laughs> you're going hard. Hey, Zach, is there anything that you like about Perth? Maybe like the quokkas? Surely there's something. What about the beaches, Zach? Yeah, no, I reckon. Uh, I reckon I like the coastal out past uh, sort of land in there. I reckon uh, it's all a little bit, little bit nicer. What, what about the, the bell you... tower? Do you like that? What's that, mate? The bell tower. No, nah, that's that's pretty useless too, in my opinion. <laughs> so, what the hell are you doing here then? It's a bit of a knockoff version of the uh, the Eiffel Tower, really, isn't it? <laughs> Why are you in Perth? Why nice are you here? Place. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, work brings me here. Otherwise, <laughs> unfortunately, where would you go, Zach? If you could go anywhere, uh, in my opinion, if I was to go anywhere, it'd probably be Exmouth. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, so you like WA, WA, just don't like Perth. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah re- that's right. You think it's just a bit pathetic? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Perth. Not on there for me. I'll tell, right. tell you what I'd blame. Okay. I'd tell you, I will also blame Perth for Zach's phone line. But anyway. Zach, that's, that's um, a, yeah. No, I blame Zoptus for that. That's a bit of the, the Perth Grinch. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the Grinch of Perth, yeah. Zach. Uh-huh. I reckon he's happy about it. Uh, yeah, lady over in the States, Katie. She's gone viral, right, uh, by claiming that a stranger offered her $200,000 US, that's about $300,000 Australian, to buy her Doberman Pincher puppy. Someone offered us 200k for our puppy, and I told my husband absolutely not because I birthed her. Would you guys sell your dogs for 200k? Like, that is my baby. That is my child. Like, there's no money. I would not sell her. But it just got me thinking. I'm like, I wonder if people would have taken that 200k. I feel that. You know, you do. You feel like you birthed in Australian dollars. Mm-hmm. People sell their kids for a lot less than that, Katie. <laughs> No, no, they don't. No, I'm sure some would. Now, I'm thinking about selling mine for $300,000. <laughs> oh, you go that Oh, less. my goodness. Now, I get you love your dogs, but mm. there's got to be a price. There's got to be a price where someone says, you know what, I'll get another pup. No. I know there's people in their cars going, there's no way I'd sell my dog. There is no way. I wouldn't. For $300,000? No for 300000 No way. Are you serious? Get another one. No, I want the ones that I've got that I gave birth to. Reggie and Ronnie are my children. There is no way I would never. 400,000. No. <laughs> 500. No. Oh, I, come on. No, Lynch, what at you? Uh, in this economy, yeah, it might be worth it. I mean, I don't have a dog, but it might be worth doing. <laughs> Easy for you to say because you don't have a dog. There's got to be a price on go. everything. But anyway, can I just say, I hope yep. your dog Django's listening because clearly you'd give him away for 20 bucks. Yeah, I hope the kids are listening too. <laughs> if, if Django is distant to you when you get home later today, yeah. you'll know exactly Can I just why? say, if you had a cat, how much you sell that for? Oh, oh 10 bucks. Free. Yeah. Dollar. Just have change yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with Embers and Katie.